and friends. Welcome to Full Circus. My name is Tristan Sartoris. Get the freak off me. Um, and do we have an interesting setting for you tonight? That's right. I said night because it's officially after two o'clock in the morning, right? That's what AM stands for at morning. At a moment where I don't usually like to be recording the podcast because it's what AM absolutely maddening. But yeah, just know this was not my desired and preferred time slot for doing the show. I had a plan. Okay. Now, much like plans and life, they don't always mix. Okay. It's kind of like putting your thing into the GPS this is the place I want to go and the route I want to take and the time that I want to be where I want to be. And then it starts showing you detour, 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 and uh, tolls, right? So there was a conglomerate of interruptions and conveniences and issues that prevented me from getting to here where I want to be the whole time. But this will be an interesting show, just kind of doing it at night. Hopefully it brings out the new midnight groove, okay? Late night ambiance, man. Because I want to master the art of the slow. Right? I want to be able to set up a joke in a very casual manner, clock you with a punchline, and you still go, wow, didn't see it coming. You know, because my whole brand is very animated, very cartoon character-esque. You know, I like the Looney Tunes. Um, so I want to make both cadences my domain. We'll see how that works, man. So we'll see. We'll see. I'm going to give it a go. But anyways, yeah, I... <laughs> I was trying to get to the podcast earlier today, and I'd gotten dolled up like I did again right now. Just took a shower in the middle of the night. Okay, so if I look cleaner than I usually do, it's because I am. And I've even got my watch on. Dude, who wears a watch after 2 o'clock? These things shouldn't even work after midnight. You should just say, go to bed. You're stupid. Um, and that would probably help me. But anyways, yeah, I was all prepared, and I got a call out of the blue from my father. <laughs> Hey, son, uh, what are you doing? Now, this is my father's phrase for, I need you right now. So, of course, I drop everything and I zip on over to help the cause, man. Now, I know it's not great to put other people first. And I should preface this with the fact that my dad always says, son, let me know if you have stuff going on because I do not want to inconvenience your life or your business or the things that you are trying to do. So... I still jump at the opportunity, didn't tell them that I had other things going on because I do have a habit of kind of putting people first, but also I have so much faith in me and kind of achieving whatever I need to achieve, however big the stack of responsibilities are, you know, I don't get too overwhelmed with it. Like we're doing a show in the middle of the night, no problem. I have faith that I can overcome and make it happen. Now... I think that's just having more confidence in myself taking care of my work than other people and them completing their own tasks without me, which is egotistical, but it's just the way that I feel. So am I putting people first? Kind of, but I feel like because I'm completing my own chores, I'm kind of just kind of shoulder to shoulder. You know, we're, we're all first together when I'm here because I've got a hero complex and I'm here to help. Um... I don't know where that came from, dude. I don't know when I became all reliable among my family and peers. We're like, hey, I'm in a pinch. Oh, Tristan. I need this. I need that. Oh, Tristan. What's that? You need work for this? I know a guy. Tristan. You know, because I feel like I made it crystal clear growing up that I am all incapable, unwilling, and uninterested 
of doing said chores, you know, but somewhere along the line. But somewhere along the line. And something changed and I just became the guy, you know, so it's fine. I'm, I'm here to help where I can and we're having a great time. So the thing that I went to go do for my dad, it, it wasn't too strenuous. It was really just driving far out of the way to pick up something and shuttle it back and forth. It doesn't matter. But I will say this, dude. Credit card machines, I don't know why I can't solve them. Okay. So I've talked about my problems with using the chip and using the tap to pay. This was old school swipeity swipe. Okay. You don't see a lot of swipe swipes these days, but... I get the stuff I need. I go to the counter, push it across, and say, this is what I want to buy. Now she goes, hey, of course, um, can you help me figure this out? Because like every other place I've been going to recently, it's always a new hire. They're always in training. So I sit there waiting five to 18 times as long as I would have. Seriously, it was about 15 to 20 minutes. I was sitting in line. I'm talking to my dad. I'm like, yeah, I, I'm trying. I'm just waiting for the thing. So they're pointing it out. I spent so much time listening to this, like this seminar that I involuntarily put myself into that I feel like I could have ran the machine. No problem. So I was waiting and waiting, and finally it was time to pay. And this is where it was my fault that I couldn't solve this stupid machine. So she says, okay, should I swipe the card? I'm like, I, swipe, I didn't catch that, but I'm going to swipe the card. I swipe it. Ding, ding, ding. She goes, no. Now, they have this stupid big glass thing without a little speaker hole, so I can't even hear what she's saying. It's kind of marker. So you want to use the little glass and swipe it again. Swipe it again, okay? I didn't really hear what she said, but I took it as, be persistent, Tristan. Try it again. So I swipe it. She goes, what? Like, was he not listening? You don't know I swipe it. I swipe it. I swipe it. I swipe it a few more times, keeps keep going, trying to figure out, like, I don't know what you're saying. Eventually, I go, I don't know what you're saying, okay? And I'm holding the card, like, I don't know what you want me to do. I don't know what's happening. Um, so what she said was, turn the metallic strip, face it towards you. Now, I didn't know that's what you call the little black line on a card. The metallic strip sounds so glamorous. I just call it the stripe. Um, but she said, turn that towards you, and I swipe, and it goes through, and... It was very time-consuming, but more embarrassing because they were laughing at me that I couldn't get the card to work. And not only the experienced lady, but the new trainee person who didn't even know how to do anything. She was like, ha, 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 I don't know what I'm doing, but you're dumber than me. Um, so anyways, that was sweet. And that's how that went, man. So anyways, you know what? We're here in the middle of the night having fun. Hope you're having a beautiful day or night or really, you know, week year you could be watching this at any point which is wild the internet is a crazy place dude theoretically my own children could be watching this podcast and that is nuts dude okay so let me just say son <laughs> i want to say look and obviously i'm going to raise my child with the southern accent that i develop later in life so i'm, I'm putting on the southern accent now for some familiarity with my unborn child so let me just Son, I just want to say sorry that um, we didn't spend as much time together as I would have liked. But as you know, being president of the United States and the world has its toll. So, you know, I had some things going on and and I hope uh, hope you can forgive me. So excuse me. Sorry, I was just talking to my uh, lineage. But anyways. Yeah, man, what is up, dude? What is up? You know, we always ask what's up, but never where's up. 
how's up, when's up, or who's up? Me, I'm up in the middle of the night. But <laughs> what's going on, dude? I have been healthy, and I don't, I don't know what more to say. All right, like I've always been falling off and on the wagon. Some people think you can't fall on the wagon, but with a string of luck, you can just slip right into a good habit. And that's what I've done, dude. Exercise, the vegetables, the fruit, the protein, carbs, macros, all of it. It's all so dialed in. Like I'm tuning into a radio station. Oh, is that a good mood? Better energy? Better positivity? Better ingredients? Better pizza? Papa John's, you know? Like um, I'm just taking care of business and I feel so good, man. It feels good. Um, And I was so fat for so long. So it's nice to kind of conquer dude conquer and that's in the land of america we're all fat that's our country which is probably the worst model you can have is america world's fattest country now i haven't been to other places to verify if we are the world's country the world's country we're the world's country if you watch blockbuster movies it's like okay they're gonna blow up america and that the world if there's nothing outside of america so yeah you know America's fat, the whole world's fat. But, you know, I've never been outside to, to verify and fact check whether or not we really are the fattest country or why we are the fattest. I have a theory, though. If it's true, I think it's just that we have better food. Okay, now, what I'm saying is better tasting, not better health-wise. I know I just made a whole stint about how I like to be healthy, but let me just go back to a minute where uh, I can really channel my inner fat boy. Um, listen, food that is worse for you tastes so much better, right? All right, let's not even argue that fact. You go to Italy, get the finest, freshest ingredients, and sure, it might be healthier, but you come over here to one of McDonald's, what's the deal? You know, look, McDonald's burgers, okay, hot take, taste better then restaurants fresh off the grill, finally made burger. It's fresh. It's nice. What is it about this crappy substance that they put whatever this McDonald's burger is that makes it so much better? So that's the problem with America is our food just tastes that much better. And in turn, we're so freaking fat. You know, only the fattest country in the world can come up with the bacon milkshake, you know, the Bacon smoothie. We came up with the bacon salad. We're just shoving bacon places that it doesn't even belong. That is America, okay? Fat and full of bacon. But um, it's a good time, dude. It's a good time. Um, I will say, I feel like I got in shape, you know, in these just past recent few years at the wrong time because body positivity has just come along. It's come along a long way. Um, you know, it was like as soon as I lost weight, there was this newfound compassion and empathy for people that were overweight. And they went, oh, you know, it is okay. You're beautiful. You're a stud. You shine, you king. Um, and that wasn't there when I was overweight. They went, oh, hey, bowling ball, half a meatball. What is going on? Are the shirts too small? Where'd you get them from the children's section? I said, it's triple XL. You know, I, <laughs> I have older brothers. So, you know, there wasn't any kind of, don't worry about it. Everything's okay. So it's great that people can feel okay and comfortable. And, and there is a body positivity. Although, you know, I don't know where the line is. You know, I guess you do have to be careful with not enabling people too far. Because I was so fat. And my mom disagrees. She's like, you look perfect. You don't need to lose a pound. I'm like, mom, I got knee pain. I have a trouble breathing. Okay. You know, there has to be a line where you go. Hey, 
you're still great. You're a beautiful person inside and out. But, you know, I feel like it might be better for your health if we just try and do a couple more things, you know, because what my mom was doing is seeing the beauty in people. And that's what we do. We see people no matter what shape or size. We say, hey, you're perfect the way you are. And that's good. That's very loving. But I stayed fat for way longer than I would have if I had people just go, hey, Let's try and do a little bit more because we love you and we want you to live longer. We want you to live better. Like I said, I'm tuning in. I'm feeling great in all fronts. Um, you know, it's kind of like anything else. Like if you see somebody smoking, you don't go, hey, dude, you know, you're beautiful the way you are. Your tongue has hair on it. You know, you go, hey, I love you. You're an amazing person. You're beautiful inside and out. But let's try and stop that, you know, because I don't think it's good for you. So. It's always a sketchy and very delicate line to even come across, so I don't really know. I don't know what the details are. I don't know how you even go about figuring that out. All I know is that I'm feeling fantastic, and I'm doing a podcast in the middle of the night. And that fact never escapes me. The longer we continue to go, I will keep going where and why is up. Um, so anyways... Outside of that, dude, I talked about in the last episode that I had to immediately go and help my brother out and I had to drive him and of course dude things always take way longer than they need to and I was driving behind his car he didn't have plates it's, it's a whole other mess but when I get there he's not even there he's like be here at this time actually come earlier because I need you right now I show up there he's like 20 20 minutes late and he shows up okay sorry to do this thing I like I Okay, why are you so adamant about me being here at the specific time? I have a hero complex, but I also have feelings, you know? So <laughs> I I get there, and I drive him all the less, and we go, and we do this thing, and then it's supposed to be a one-and-done switcheroo, get out, drive right back. But he takes his sweet time doing something else, and, you know, the Sartorius clan, we like to think we're fast, but we take our sweet time in everything, as inconvenient as it is, for people that are reaching out in hand. Um, and what's funny about my brother is that he's also someone who loves to complain even while he's asking for help. So he needed me to drive behind him while he had expired plates or whatever. And I'm driving behind him and we're going and he keeps calling me. Why do you keep driving like a grandma? Okay, why don't you drive closer up on me? Why are you driving the way you do? And he's always com complaining over and over again. You're not driving the way I would like to drive. Drive this, drive that. I'm like, hey, dude, listen. I'll go 85 with you, but I'm not going to be up on your tail, okay? I need a nice casual breaking distance where I can do whatever I want, listen to my music, be in my head, and not have to worry about slamming to the back of you. So he's like, okay, fine, whatever. But that's just the way I am, dude. And I don't know if it's great that sometimes I'm on my phone while I'm driving. I take that back. I Allegedly, I'm on my phone. Allegedly, at the time that he called me, I was writing an email to a photographer because I have to schedule new headshots, which is always a difficult process, dude. If you go to get headshots, everything is so unspecific. This this um, package deal, it's like $525 for two to three photos, two to three professional photos. Okay, and they do all the touch up and whatever. But for $525, am I getting two or am I getting three photos? All right. I need to know. I don't. What is the the vagueness with this? It's half a grand. Let me know. So anyways, I was trying to sort that out. I was like, hey, two or three while I'm driving. But so that's what we're doing, man. Um, after that, we recently had a family get together, which always nice. You know, we love the peeps. We love to have fun. We love to laugh. 
um, my new nephew was over here all again, and I'm going to say something. Okay, now, this thought and this sentence might not come out if this was a normal daytime podcast, but because it's in the middle of the night, I'm going to say what I'm about to say, and I might catch some flack for it, but babies are boring, okay? Now, look! Hey, what are you doing? I say, oh, it's a baby, it's a baby, so cute, and look, cuteness might not cook the dinner, but it'll get you a seat at the table. So people gather around the baby. He's so cute. Can't wait to do this. I'm like, ah, that was fun. What's he doing now? He's got no jokes. He's got no nothing. I have to fight and die and claw for every ounce of attention that I get. And this baby just shows up in a onesie and they all gather around. He doesn't even know you're there. He's looking at you cross-eyed, drooling over himself, grabbing his straws. Like, what is this? What is this baby? You know, I don't, I don't get it. People talked about, can't wait for the baby, bring the baby, the baby's so excited, the baby, he's got nothing going on. Okay, when was the last time you had a nice, thoughtful conversation with a baby, and you're like, dang, that's a really interesting point you got there, baby. Never, never, all right, call me in eight to ten years, all right, when he makes something of his life. Um, but anyways, man, also, about babies, I don't know if I feel comfortable touching. All right, now here's my thought process. A newborn baby, like I said, people obsess over him for who knows why. All right, I'm related to him. And I'll hold him for a little bit, but people love the newborn babies that this thing is passed around like a beach ball at a concert. You know, I can hold him, I got to hold him. So by the time he actually comes back, and it's been two weeks or so since he's been born, I don't know who's touched this baby. I don't know where it's been. The baby is kind of the equivalent of picking up a hat off the street in the city and you go, oh, it's a hat. It looks clean. It's nice. It's so cute. It's a little hat, right? Put it on. But you don't know where the baby's been. You don't know where the people have been to have touched the baby. The baby, okay, has been everywhere. And I don't feel like catching the germs of whatever has been on this baby. So anyways, I think they're a bit boring. And honestly, I think they're a bit unsanitary. Um, so anyways, yeah. <laughs> Other than that, we went to the Italian festival, oh, with the Mapipsa, you know, so waited in line for way too long for Stromboli. This was before I had gotten on my health kick. Um, and that's always great, dude. It's just the music's nice. The people are great, except for the people that are working there are never actually Italian. Like, there's just always people trying to make a quick buck, like just selling quick frozen Italian meals, but you can't help it when you hear do a fat americano, americano. Like, all right, you know, let's get some gnocchi and reggaeton in here. So you buy it up, and and they're a bit rude, but you know what? That's Italian festival. So it was great. It was nice. The music, the people, the smiles, the tastiness, the scents. Um, what was funny though was we had been there for a couple hours, and <laughs> me and my brother, and we walk back to this parking lot where I had parked my car. As I'm walking up to the car. This lady and her daughter are, are sitting by their vehicle and they like pin me down. They go, hey, hey, is this your car? And I go, yeah. I mean, what are you, what are you going to do to it? Yeah, I don't, you know, when someone comes to you with that much enthusiasm and urgency, you go, oh, karate chop. You know, what is what, what is this you got going on? What is the tude you're bringing? Um, and she goes, OK, we've been parked in front of you. You were, you know, we couldn't back out because you're so. So thank you. And that's about all she said. We're th thank you. Okay, I'm going to back out now, okay? You know, 
And by the way, she was blocked in, but she could have easily just done a three-point turn. So more of a skill issue on her part, but I thought it was funny that as I arrived, someone was so desperate. And I don't know how long you were there. Why did she park in this weird corner where she was getting blocked in by multiple vehicles, not only mine? So, you know, I was like, hey, how long were you there? You know, we were only in the thing for like two hours or so. So did she just immediately just sit there and go, oh, my gosh, we're stuck. And all we can hear is the sweet trumpets and the smell of pasta in the distance. I know whoever is forcing us to stay here is having a great time. And I wish they would have taken that as a sign and went back to the festival. But you know what? What are you going to do? So in the news, dude, Twitter is officially rebranded to X. Okay. Now, <laughs> have your opinions all you want on whether this is cool or not. I'm going to give you the facts. It's dorky. X? X? It was, they're like, they're competing. You got this new threads up versus X. Okay. Now, I used to have a little animated cartoon we did with our friends. It was called The X's, which now just sounds like a bunch of divorced <laughs> women. But, you know, X, it just, it doesn't sound cool. It sounds like a gamer tag from 2009. You know, you had Twitter. It was, it was unique. It was branded. Sure, people didn't love it. They didn't love the app and they didn't love all the things and who ran it. But the tweets, okay, tweet, it's a bird. Twitter, what is X? Oh, X. Y, Z, you know, like what? we're just alphabets, okay? We just, we're letters? That's not nearly as exciting. So Elon Musk blew the brand, all right? Now, if the fight that they're trying to make is going to be physical, before that, this mental war of social medias, you're losing the battle. What happened? Okay, threads. I'm like, oh, I'm sewing a couple messages together. You put a paragraph, you're like, oh, all of a sudden, I got a fabric, okay? Threads has got a theme. X is nothing, X is someone who's trying to be cool, and things that try to be cool are what? Boring, like babies. <laughs> um, so that's what's going on. I just want to speak my piece on that because I just, the social medias, there's a lot to post on, but also, I don't know, come up with a better name. X, 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 what are you doing, man? Um, anyways. I saw, this is huge, this is actually news-worthy, breaking news. Where did it come from, breaking news, where people are like, this is breaking news, where it's like someone broke something to give them the newspaper. Sir, I brought you this. Wow, this is breaking and entering news. Um, but anyways, uh, they, the government, or someone from the government, is saying that there is proof of Aliens! Alright, so what just happened today in court was a former government researching foundation, whatever. Okay, it's one of those big jobs that just have a bunch of words in the title that make it sound important. Is government researcher, fundamentalist, game defense, whatever, dude. It might be a little bit degrading to just title a company's, you know, jobs from one, two, three, four, but at least it'd be so much easier to find out what the rank is, pull it, like, okay, you know, we got one to 128 right here. So I don't know who this guy is. I don't know how far down the chain he goes in this thing, but you see all these fancy buzzwords. You go, this guy's important. Forget the fact that he says former, okay? Was he fired? I don't even know. Did he quit? What happened, right? But if I could just look at it, it's like, oh, employee 891, comes up with this alien conspiracy easily write it off but now because he says this we're all giving it this attention so this guy 
he comes in and he starts talking about, hey, we found spaceship crashes. We've got all the evidence, okay, and organic material and bodies. We've got bodies. So he's going through this whole thing about extraterrestrial UFOs and the bodies that they captured. And I don't know. Okay. If he's telling the truth, which why why even claim that he is? That's probably why he got fired. There's aliens afoot, Jim. There's not aliens, okay? And if you keep saying this, we're going to have to fire you, okay? We have zero proof of aliens. You saw just a, a cloud that was moving, but you're so high off your rocker, you thought it was a UFO, and you went and told the press, and you broke the news. So, you know, I don't know why he got fired, but I think it's a ridiculous theory, aliens in general. I don't buy it. If I'm wrong, all right, come say what's up. Where are the aliens at? I've talked about on the podcast, all right? Not only are we degrading to them when we portray them in such an evil light, but we also portray them as to be very intelligent creatures. My thought process is that if aliens are real, why are they so inept at piloting a spacecraft thoroughly? Okay, why do they keep crashing in the desert, okay? Why do they keep falling down in Nevada somewhere? If the aliens are as smart as we make them out to be, if they're really these extraterrestrial beings, why can't they just pilot the ship and keep moving on their way, okay? So clearly, there's skill issues going on with the aliens. Like, they just showed up, oh, geez, you know, we don't know what we're doing. <laughs> the aliens are stupid, man. If they're real, okay, and I don't think they are, if aliens are real, they're dumb. All right. Now, I think we should all just prepare ourselves for that fact. So everyone's building up. Everyone's excited. This guy's swearing under oath that aliens are real, which, you know, I believe Ted Bundy also sat in front of the whole American television and said, I didn't kill anybody. So this guy, number 742, <laughs> has said aliens are real, man. They're real. If they are, they're stupid. They're dunces. So prepare yourself for that fact you know you're ready you're on the gates i've been waiting for aliens my whole freaking life and they come like oh he can't even solve a jigsaw puzzle <laughs> um but anyways yeah so we'll see about that aliens man you keep an eye out so anyways i think that's all i really got to talk to you guys about today i want to say thank you again for sticking with me through this night podcast having fun and chatting it up i do need to go to sleep I don't know if I will be able to edit this without falling asleep, so I might need to get a snack. We'll see. Anyways, these are late night thoughts. Yeah, but anyways, I, I do appreciate you guys being here, having fun, supporting the show. A lot of you have reached out to me recently and, you know, just saying how much you enjoy the jokes and the wisdom. And I say, yes, I'm going to print that out. Finally, somebody thinks I have wisdom. Okay. I just like to say stupid things you know like i just start somewhere that i don't know where i'm going and i just end it it's kind of like putting on a gps and just throwing out the location like i just want it on and we'll see where it goes like it's not about what you do for others but rather how they perceive what's being done all right now that's something that i made up <laughs> that has no real meaning but you can kind of dissect it and i'll give you a little bit of wisdom here basically what this means is that People have their own scale of gratitude based on how much they value the effort that goes into it. Okay, so like if I go to mow the lawn 
for my mother, she's very appreciative. That's what I do for others. But if I do that same chore for a baby who is not entertaining, um, he wouldn't be able to appreciate because he doesn't understand the effort. So that's not how he perceives being grateful. All right. But if I gave him something that babies like, we don't know because they're not interesting. Um, but anyways, yeah. So there's some wisdom for you. And I'm just thankful for all you people saying that you enjoy it because this podcast was made specifically for me. All right. Now, sorry. Right. But this was made as a creative outlet because my main issue with sleeping at night is that I got so many ideas and funny things. I'm like, I got to get it out, dude. I got to say it and have some fun. I got to be giggly for a little bit. And, you know, that's just the way it's been. So I made this with the express intention of just having fun. Okay. I, I need that. I had a podcast with a buddy of mine for years and I had become used to and adapted to being able to just spread silliness. So when that was taken away, I was like, I need to start my own. I need to just put this out. So it's super sweet that this podcast isn't tailored to success, right? It's not a formula for making a profitable show. You know, we could say specific things and cover specific topics in a specific way and numbers could rise, but that's not what I'm interested in. I'm interested in using my specific humor and having my specific type of fun and the people that are crazy enough to join into this circus, those people, you people are the real circus goers. Okay. Now I would consider you friends. That's what I mean by when I say friends, because I'm not tailoring this or putting on a show. This is my true genuine self. So the fact that you like this means you genuinely like me and I like me, which means we like you. If that made sense. Welcome to the circus. Um, so anyways, yeah, it's been great having people contact me. A lot of you have been about the wedgies too, though. I do want to preface this. You can contact the show at Tristan Star Taurus on any social medias or fullcircuspodcast at gmail.com. Um, there's a lot of different ways, and you can ask me about things other than wedgies. I know that was kind of a hot topic where people went, he's so knowledgeable, so funny, but, you know, I want to be more than just a wedgie guy. All right? Now, a lot of you... Apparently, I've been getting suffered with the atomics, okay? Those atomic rainbows. Cloudy with a chance of skid marks. You know, those things go over your head. But I want to let you know I'm available. My resources are untapped. My knowledge is here for you. And again, thank you so much for tuning in. You can work on your health. You can help your family. You can stay up late and take your watch off because it's so late. And make sure, son, again, as the president of the United States... You have yourselves a good one. All right. Thank you guys so much. I will see you in the next episode.